Hello everyone and welcome back to Life with Green. My name is Greenlee Clark and today I'm going to be talking with my good friend Scott Noel, so stay tuned. Okay, we are back and like I said, we are here today, or I'm here today with Scott Noel. Scott, say hello. Hi, thanks for having me, Yes, Green. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Um, for those of you that don't know Scott, Actually, how many people do you think that know both of us are going to listen to this? I don't know. If anybody from work listens, could be a good bit. Besides Christian that. and Ethan, I think, maybe. But Maybe just them. Maybe just them. I don't know. Anyways, Scott and I work together here at GCU. He, I met you last year. Yeah, I think so. We've like gotten to know each other this year. And in the beginning of our training, I talked about having a podcast and Scott was immediately one of the first people that was talking to me about it, it was really supportive. And so I thought what better way to have him, you know, come on here or be a part of Life with Green than come on here. <laughs> so anyways, Scott, my first question for you, it's like something that I consistently ask guests yeah. or I'm trying to, is what's your first impression or memory of me? Just for people to see like, your point of view I think my first memory of you is probably again from last year I think it was either when you were shadowing whoever you were shadowing for once you like got your intramural job you had your little shadow shift um I think that was the first time I met you that or it was from playing intramurals probably with Anna um because you were on her basketball team did you ref basketball no but I might have supervised one of your games last year there's a good chance okay because I do remember a couple I I remember watching a couple of your guys' games last year, whether I was yeah. supervising, I think, just there. Because second semester, I did start supervising, so. Yeah. I just realized, too, like, I'm talking about intramurals. We're talking about intramurals. Do you want to <laughs> explain what intramurals is for those that don't know what it is? Yeah. So, at GCU and many, if not many all schools. colleges around the, can- or around the nation, um, we have intramural sports. At least at GCU, it is totally free to students, and it's just something that um, we put on for them to play like four nights a week, Monday through Thursdays, five to 11. We have like five different sports uh, a season. So this season right now, we have uh, slow pitch softball, we have indoor volleyball, we have pickleball, we have tennis, and then we have futsal. Um, and normally it changes each semester, but at GCU again, it's totally free to students, which is really nice. You don't yeah. have to pay anything like for club sports, where a lot of other campuses, you do have to pay like 50, 60 bucks to just play a sport. Yeah. Um, so it's a really nice benefit here at GCU that we provide to students. Yeah. And basically, Scott and I's job is we're intramural supervisors. We are paid off of scholarship money. Um, and it's like, the way I always explain it is athletic director. Like, did you have an athletic director in high school? Yeah. Like, they would, at least mine, like, he would show up to games, make sure everything's going, like, under control. If there was an issue, he would deal with it. So, like, that's how... I look at being a supervisor. Yeah, it's pretty similar to that, but, like, it's hard because we have to deal with, like, refs, whereas, like, an yeah. athletic director, it's, like, they don't really have control over, yeah. like, in high school, at least, they don't have control, like, over the refs and, like, yeah. what they, like, do, what they wear, because, especially in high school, it's, like, a lot more professional. Yeah. That's, like, the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, whenever someone asks, I'm, like, it's kind of like an athletic <laughs> director. Like, I'm there just to make sure the games go smoothly and then just to make sure the refs are doing their job, you know, but yeah. it's it's fun. Um, yeah, no, my first memory, I remember meeting you in my shadow shift. Now that you said that, um, for those of you that don't know what a shadow shift is, when I got hired, I had to shadow <laughs> a supervisor. <laughs> so I met Scott there. I think you were refing. I might have been. I might have been on like that, feel like what I'm doing right now with volleyball where I'm yeah. like, I'll supervise sometimes and sometimes I'll go back and ref. Yeah. And then I remember you also umped our softball game yeah our softball game which There's was a chance that was Good chance. such a joke but anyways <laughs> it was so fun not not trying to do this it was so fun uh but just since we're on intramurals i was just going to ask you about your experience with just the program as a supervisor ref player and what advice you would give to people who are interested in intramurals or honestly, advice to those who are in intramurals, but maybe don't under, always understand the rules, aren't always respectful, if that makes sense. Yeah, so well, initially I started out <laughs> refing my, it was second semester of my freshman year. So I'm a junior right now. So I refed for a year um, and then I became a supervisor. So I'm in my second semester of supervising. Um, and then I've played 
most of the sports that we've offered, I think. Um, <laughs> I think from the perspective of a player, um, just under, try and understand the rules the best you can because it'll honestly benefit you more. Like, yeah, it'll take a little bit of time, but if you take your time and do good, like those understanding of the rules, it'll benefit you not only like in the game, but like with the refs, because if the refs like understand like, okay, like this team knows what they're doing, it makes it a lot easier on them and they're more likely to like, I wouldn't say not mess up because nobody's perfect, Mm -hmm. but they're able to be, I think more consistent because they understand that like, okay, this team like knows what they're doing kind of a thing. Um, And perspective from a ref, uh, I just uh, like have patience because again, there are those players that don't want to take the time to understand the rules and like, or if they're like a freshman, brand new, never played before, first game, they're not gonna know what they're doing, unfortunately, <laughs> right. and it's gonna take time. Like yeah. I remember my first time, like it took me when I became a ref, my first time like learning the rules. It took me a little while, like I'd have to go back and I studied the powerpoints just because I didn't want to <laughs> be the ref that was unprepared and didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Because I umpired before I came to GCI, I umpired baseball and soccer. I ref soccer too. So, like having that understanding of the rules is like a big thing, especially when I'm refing. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure like I'm at my best as a ref, so that way the players don't have like complaints about me or hopefully anybody on my crew for the night. Hopefully, I can do my best to prevent that. Yeah. Do you have any super like positive experiences you'd want to share, or any negative ones that? have really just impacted you as not only a ref and supervisor, but as a person? I think, I'm trying to remember. I think my, it would have been like negative ones. I mean, (laughs) there are countless, unfortunately. Yeah. Just because people are people and nobody's perfect and everybody has their breaking point, unfortunately. My freshman year, my first game refing flag football, the first game of the season, I had a fist fight. And I was just like, I don't know what to do kind of a thing. Like, they kind of went over it, but I was just like, I just stood there. I had Audrey as my supervisor at the time. So she, like, ran over and kind of just, like, not like break it up because not really allowed to. Yeah. Um, But basically just, like, trying to make it stop. Um, Eventually it did, and she said I did the right thing. I threw on sportsman likes. Both players got ejected for throwing punches. And, like, that was just my first experience with intramurals. And I was kind of like, okay, well, like, is this how every night's going to go? But luckily it got better from there. But I think a big positive is, like, the camaraderie we have in Mm intramurals. Like, everybody between, like, supervisors and refs, I feel like, gets along so well. Like, I can walk up to, like, a table as a supervisor and I can, like, just have a conversation with a ref. Like, whatever, whether it's about school, whether it's about just, like, life in general. Like, and it's really cool. And I think they all know that and respect that, like, about me. And it's like I can see them around campus and I'll just stop and have a conversation. Like it's been really a great way to like meet new people from different places all around the U.S. and just like get different perspective on people's lives, especially here at GCU. Yeah, I can agree to that. I think what's really cool about intramurals that I didn't realize when I first applied was how many people never had actually played sports before they got mm-hmm. the job. They're, like we have so many refs that are like, no, I like – all I did was gymnastics. I'm like, what made you want to ref sports then? <laughs> yeah. And But then they do a great job. And so I definitely, I agree to that. It's it's a really good community and a great way for not just like us working for the program, but also yeah. for students who just like play and are involved to build a community. Yeah. I say also like, again, like you kind of said, like building relationships with players too. Like mm-hmm. as a ref, you can definitely have like that relationship, like, ended up meeting someone who like works at GCBC and then like every time he goes there now like I know his name he knows my name we'll like have a quick conversation and it's just from like me refing and supervising and him playing and just like him seeing like how good of a job like I care about my job and so like he like just really cool guy like I can have conversations with him just like anytime I see him around campus he's just a really cool dude and he just respects like what I do like in the program and like how serious I take it. Have you ever met someone and they remember you, but you don't remember them? Oh, it happens all the time. Okay. Like, I mean, we see so many people every night. Like, yeah. let's think about, like, flag football. You have, if it's co-rec, you have, mm-hmm. you can have up to 18 players on a team. And you have two teams playing, and you have that six times a night. Like, if you're there on a double, you're seeing so many people. And you're not always the one checking them in either, because that's the rest job. So, like, mm-hmm. you could see them and kind of, like, have a quick conversation. But, like, unfortunately, I probably won't remember them, mm-hmm. especially because I'm not at the moment not trying to I probably have something else going on that I have to take care of unfortunately 
but it's definitely happened where people rode by and like, oh, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, hi. I'm like, oh, how's, <laughs> how's it going? Like, good. And then we just keep going. I'm like, I couldn't tell you who that person was. But That's so funny. No, that's happened to me. I, It happened a lot, especially at the beginning of the year when we were trying to recruit people to just play intramurals. Like, I'll be walking around and someone will yell my <laughs> name and I'm like, I do not remember who you are. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I mean, even last week, some guy checked into, I was in, I was doing pickleball. He checked in, talked to me about how the next day he was going to probably try and get his game switched around. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, not my job. It's my boss's job. Like, <laughs> see ya, have a good one. And he showed up the next day, and he was like, oh, what's up? Like, And he, like, remembered me, and I was like, oh, hey. I'm like, what's your team again? What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I just, because you've been working for intramurals longer than I have, and I just think it's funny that even though you've been doing it longer than me, like, we still relate in that aspect. Yeah. You know? I definitely remember some teams and players, like, whether it's just, like, I've seen them play for a while. I'm like, ah, I know you guys. Like, you guys are – and it also helps uh, depending on, like, if they're the team that you like or the team that you know could cause trouble. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's a, a way that helps, unfortunately, yeah. you remember people. Um, but it is a way for you to help remember people. Yes. So just on the topic of sports, before even you did intramurals, has coaching ever been in the picture for you? Yeah. So I, before I even came to GCU, I started helping coach, um, played volleyball in high school. Um, and so after my freshman year, I started, I started playing club, um, and I just started to mentally understand the game a lot better mm-hmm. as well as like physically just understand it and I started helping with the girls like the the girls season at our school because it was opposite of the guys season so for me the girls played in the fall and the guys played in the spring so mm-hmm. during that fall season I wasn't playing any sports because soccer for me was in the spring or in the winter um, so I'd help with the girls team I'd just go to the coach because she was our assistant coach for the guys team and be like hey like do you think I could like come to practices help out and like give pointers if needed and she's like, oh, totally. Like, I love, like, she just understands, like, the person I am and, like, that I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started that my sophomore year, and I continued it up to – I still help coach that team. Like, they're still playing in playoffs right now. They're playing yeah. in a the second round of state, actually. They won their first uh, – they won their division for CIF in California, and then they won their first round of the state playoffs. So they're playing today, actually, in their second round. So with you being at college, you know, how far do you, like how far is GCU away from your home? Uh, it's about like a six, six and a half hour drive with traffic. Okay. It's not too bad. Yeah. So even though you're not always consistently there, do you feel like when you go back, you still have a really good relationship with the girls and it like it feels normal, feels like home? Definitely. Um, I think especially because a lot of them have been there, like because I help with the varsity team. So I've seen them like basically like almost all of them from their freshman year to like now when they're graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really helped. And like they came out here for a tournament. Um, I think it was October and I like went out and I was just like there helping. That's cool. Like hadn't seen them in like two months and talked to the coach and just like, oh, totally like definitely come out. And like I got there and they were all excited to see me. Like we didn't know you're going to be here kind of a thing. And they just are, like, so open to just, like, I think because they just know me and know, like, like what I can do as a player and as a coach. And I think that they just respect that. And, like, yeah. just I'm able to just, like, dive right back into it after not being there for a little while. Yeah. I think you have this, like, you carry yourself really well. And it's very, it's very obvious that you just want to help people and you want to give them the best advice that you can. And so I could totally see you coaching. I think, Thank you. I think it fits you well. <laughs> So I know that you help with the sand volleyball team here too. Do you just want to give me a little rundown on how that experience has been? Yeah, um, that has been probably, I think, the greatest blessing um, I've had so far here at GCU. Uh, the opportunity came up. I took a coaching volleyball class yes. uh, last semester. At GCU? Yeah. Oh. Um, and so the teacher for the class was the assistant coach for the team. And I knew they had a manager already. But I was just like, I kind of want to get involved like in athletics. I just want to get that like experience because I do want to be a coach, mm-hmm. especially like, after I graduate. So I just asked her, I was like, I know you guys have a manager. How would you feel like if you brought in a second one, whether it was either like like a full-time thing or like even just to learn for like when this guy graduates? And she goes, personally, I totally love a second manager. Let me talk to our head coach. And he like 
and let me get back to you about that. So like a couple of weeks later, she finally got back to me and like, hey, like she's totally interested. Like she'd love to meet you and basically like find out like who you are as a person, as a player and met with her, like had a like basically like, a little interview and she's like, we like, I love you. Like we'd love to have you in our program. And it ended up working out for the best. Um, it's really cool. So as my position as a manager um, or a student manager, um, one of the main things I take care of, especially when the girls travel, is food. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically determine, like, once I get, like, the location of, like, where we're playing and where we're, like, hotel we're staying, I just go, like, online and I find food places to eat. Mostly it's just, uh, like, lunches and dinners. We just eat breakfast at the hotel. It's just the easiest thing, especially because it's provided most of the time. Right. Um, it's a good deal. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I just got to find food places for between depending on if everybody goes it's 23 girls and then the two coaches and then myself and the trainer Mm -hmm. normally and then if our photographer comes him as well Mm -hmm. um a lot of the times it's just like super simple things like a sandwich like sandwiches or like um like healthy bowl places like kava or different things like that just like healthier maybe like um some sort of like just a lot of stuff with the protein is the big thing because It just, they got a fuel because a lot of times they're playing for, like, six, seven hours a day. And, like, the blazing sun. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> outside, like, on the beach, just sun's just fully out, like, yeah. lots of stuff that we got to do. So it's, like, normally we'll get, like, a lunch, like, a snack, which is normally, like, Jamba Juice, just something, like, really quick and easy that will give them, like, a little bit of energy, a little bit of just protein and stuff. And then we get dinner. A lot of times dinner is catered to the hotel. Um, but then sometimes we'll just go out as a team and we'll like go somewhere and eat, which is really fun. It's just a great way to like get to be able to like talk to girls and like learn more about them besides just practice. Yeah. When you first joined the team, you said there was another manager, right? Yeah. So you were like co-manager. Yeah. I was under him. He did a lot more yeah. at first cause I was new, but he like slowly taught me how to do things. That's cool. Um, and now I've taken over as he unfortunately had left. Um, so now I'm the only manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like right like a month ago, he basically just taught me how to do everything. And so for the past like three tournaments, I've like run everything by myself, which wow. is a great experience. Like I love it. Like being able to like do all that stuff, whether it's just like, I think it's a great experience mm-hmm. uh, to have in life, not just for this job, but I think in life in general. Yeah. I think sports, for those that, like, aren't involved in sports, they just don't understand that there's so much more to it than just hitting a ball or scoring a touchdown or scoring a goal mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? it You learn a lot about life and how to apply the small things that you experience in your sport to the real world. Yeah. I was going to ask, too, you know, joining the volleyball, joining the same volleyball team, being under another person as, you know, like a co-manager. Yeah. Was there any... Was there ever a moment where you were kind of doubting your decision or you were like, I don't know about this? Like, any negative emotions there? Honestly, not really. Like, once I did, like, I think my big struggle before I joined the team at GCU was just, like, I think I had too much free time and I didn't know what to do. Like, I, like, was doing intramurals, but still, even with classes, like, I think I had so much just free time throughout the day. Um, And I was just like, I'm, like, bored. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to just go drive around kind of a thing. Um, but like once I did that, it like just made me like more like not time sensitive, but like I just had more things to do. I think I'd like that rather than just like sitting there not knowing what to do for the next three hours of my day. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have something to do. Um, and then with that, I, I was able to travel with them last year. I got to go to Stanford. I got to go oh to gosh, so cool. yeah, I got to go to Alabama. Um, for our conference championships and the national championships. You just went somewhere this last month too, yeah, right? We went to we went to Tucson for um, the University of Arizona had like hosted a tournament we went to mm-hmm. and then like a week later we went to Manhattan Beach That's back in California. Um, that was really fun. It was a really great experience, not only for me but for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of new players this year, so it was a really great experience for them to be able to travel all together, learn how to play with each other, and then just like kind of like figure out what our program is all about. Yeah, that's cool. You mentioned how before you were manager, you just had so much time, like so much time to kill. Did that affect your schoolwork in any way? Not really. I think I was able to, I'm a big procrastinator. Yeah. <laughs> like I think a lot of college students are, unfortunately. So like 
I probably could have done my schoolwork during that free time, but I always put it off till the weekends, um, which, I mean, it worked for me. I would just go to GCBC and then, like, <laughs> spend, like, four hours there just grinding out homework assignments. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, no, not really. Like, I have had pretty good grades, but I think it's more because of my parents. Like, my upbringing, my parents were always on me about my grades growing up. And then, like, once I hit, like, junior, senior year of high school, they were like, okay, like, we kind of care, but it's going to be more on you. Mm-hmm. But, like, like we trust you, though. Like, they understood, like, I'm, like, smart. I'm a smart person, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, luckily for them, yeah. like, they didn't have to, like, force me to, like, study or, like, get on top of stuff because, like, I was always just able to just do it and do it well apparently um so like I think that's transferred like my parents just like pushing me to like like get good grades has just uh transferred here but like that free time especially my freshman year I think I struggled but then it helped a little bit once I joined in Amirals myself like second semester it's like that first semester I was just like what do I do like I played in Amirals um but again that's only like you only play like two games a week at like for an hour and I'm like Otherwise, I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting in my room. Like, what do I do? Like, do I just sit on the TV? Do I sit on my phone? Like, I don't want to do homework. Or my homework's already done. Like, what do I do? But intramurals really helped that. And then volleyball after that really helped. Yes. my I was asking that because my freshman year, last year, that was me. I was so used to, like, back in high school, I was busy with sports. Mm-hmm. I was busy with clubs, whatever I was doing. And so I came here, and I had nothing except classes. Yeah. And it would be, like, I'd have the whole week to work on it but I'm like I'm just like so bored I have so much free time whatever I'll do it later and then I'll pull like an all-nighter on Saturday Mm -hmm. and do my homework and it was the worst it was so bad for my mental and physical health but I definitely think that I work better when I have like when my schedule's busy I work better yeah because then I know I have to get things done Mm -hmm. so I've noticed like homework wise this year it's just been so much better for me like turning it all in and Mm -hmm. my grades aren't like screaming for help (laughs) Yep. The girls on the sand volleyball team, do you feel like you've always had pretty, like, good experiences with them, um, like, good relationships with them? Yeah. um, I think initially it took me, once I joined the team, it, like, I'm the new person, kind of, like, moving to a new school. It's, like, you got to figure out kind of, like, the dynamic of, like, the team uh, Mm -hmm. or, like, the school you're going to. Um, But in my case, like, it probably took me a good month or two before I started, like, like, I learned their names. It took me, like, probably, like, the first week just to make sure I got all their names down. Um, and once I did, once I was able to, like, use that and I could, like, start, like, walking up to them, like, oh, hey, like, Ellen, how are you doing today? Or, like, oh, hey, Reagan, like, what's going on? Um, I think once I was able to do that, it really benefited me because, like, okay, he's taking that time and effort to learn my name. Maybe I can, like, let's, like... Talk to him as well. Yeah. 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 Um it definitely took a little bit to figure out how everybody kind of like what everybody was like um but like now that I have like I can like see them around campus I'll stop and I'll talk like mm-hmm. it's not like an awkward situation um which is really nice to have because it's like I'll see them around campus here and there whether they're it's like just going to get food or whatever or they're coming back from like a lift or something um but it's kind of like the same thing with intramurals like mm-hmm. learning all the refs names unfortunately still working on that me too <laughs> there's 75 of them uh lots of them i don't see them every night so yeah. um but yeah i can like just stop and have a conversation and it's really cool though because they i think they really like me like they really are grateful that i'm there and do what i'm doing because it really benefits them as well as the coaches because it frees them up to like physically coach them more than have to deal with some of that background stuff that i'm doing so i think they're really grateful that i'm there helping them out with that stuff that's really cool that you have good relationships with them and you're comfortable to talk to all of them yeah there is always a lot of pressure I think on well I mean all athletes I just know in high school like before I decided I wasn't gonna you know try and commit to a college Mm -hmm. athletic wise there's just always that pressure like what are you gonna do like are you gonna go for this 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 like what is advice you would give to not just a d1 athlete but any athlete who's interested in college sports or is in college sports what's advice that you would give to them i think if you're interested in college sports like one like make it like if you want to play college sports so you have to know like that is your job like if you're getting paid to go to school like that's your job unfortunately um i learned this because i had a friend she played soccer at new mexico state when she was uh she's older than me 
um, like a really close family friend. And she just had a really bad experience there, unfortunately, but it was paying for her school kind of a thing. So it's like, she loved soccer, like loved it. Um, but bad experience, unfortunately, with the coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she stuck it out because that was her way to get through school without having to pay, unfortunately. Yeah. So I was like, if it's something you want to do, make sure you're 100% all in kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Because um, otherwise, it's like if you get there and it's like, okay, like I'm really not into this anymore. You just want to make sure that you're all into it. Otherwise, you're going to regret that decision. And it's like, okay, is this really what I want to really what I want to do anymore? Um, do I want to like keep playing the sport even, or is there some just something I'm doing so I don't have like I can just get through school? I think just be sure that you want to do that and you're 100% in. Um, I like personally got offers to play college soccer, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm just done with soccer. Like I love soccer. But, like, I just don't want to play it anymore. Yeah. So, like, I didn't do anything with that, unfortunately. Yeah. I was like, just make sure you're you're all there and you want to do it. Have you ever come across a person who is in college sports and is wanting to leave and they did leave? Like, just from what you've witnessed, if if that has happened, what is advice you'd give to someone who's also thinking about that? Because not all college athletes stay the full four years or however. Um... I don't think I've witnessed it. I mean, there was a girl who didn't come back for, like, this year. Mm-hmm. She was there last year. I mean, but I unfortunately just didn't get to – I didn't know she was leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and she left, like, the team before. Like, I didn't – I had no clue. There were, like, a couple girls that left and came – like, didn't come back, and I just didn't know why kind of a thing. It's not my – fortunately, not my place to, like, ask. I also don't don't see them around campus anymore. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure on that one. But I just, like, kind of like the same thing, like – once you realize, like, your love for the game is not there anymore, I kind of feel like that's when a lot of people start to, like, drift away. Yeah. I think I've had friends, I still have friends that play college sports, and I can agree to all the answers you've said. It's hard. And there's friends of mine that are younger than me that are still in high school, and their goal is to play college sports. And it, mm-hmm. like, stresses me out because I'm like, you have to understand, like, that is so much on you. Like, not just your body, but emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally. And especially if you are super far from home, which in this case, I feel like a lot of people that come to GCU are. I guess I don't know the same volleyball team and, like, mm-hmm. where the girls are from, but... A little bit of everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I figured it's it's hard. It's hard being mm-hmm. away from home, and I can't imagine being an athlete just to add on top of all of that emotional mm-hmm. uh, stress. So props to the props to the Sam Volleyball girls, all those athletes out there. Oh, Very yeah. proud of them. You mentioned your parents and how they really just it was a given that you were good in school. Like you they encouraged you in a way and pushed you. Do you just can, like can you just give me a little backstory on your family and how they've shaped you to who you are today? Yeah. Um so family of four, my parents, mom and dad, and my I have a little brother. Um he just graduated high school last year, so he's two years younger than me. Um, grew up in a Christian household. My dad was a pastor when I was younger, and my mom um, worked in the family insurance business, which my dad does now. Um, but growing up in that Christian household, they were kind of just like, my dad's biggest thing that he always like told me when I was growing up was like, imagine we live in a glass house and everybody can see what you're doing. And so like, if everybody can see what you're doing, at all times, you want to be living, like, not necessarily your best life, but, like, you want to be living, like, through Christ. Like, you want to be, like, those good actions all the time. Because imagine, like, everyone can see what you're doing, which God can. Yeah. Kind of a thing. <laughs> um, so I think that really is like, helped me a lot. It, like, I think I live my life by that. Like, I always want to try and be, like, the best version of myself, not only for myself, but for others. So that others can kind of, like, hopefully, like, feel, like, that energy and hopefully, like, um, just what I like give off so like they can benefit them hopefully when it comes like talking like schoolwork and stuff my parents were just always they wanted the best for me neither of them went to like a four-year university kind of a thing so I'm the first one in like my family to like first generation yeah both both my parents just went to community college got their AA and then we're like okay like we're just gonna that's that's it and we're gonna work um but wanting to like go into the field I want to go to after graduating um my parents kind of knew I wanted to do something like that whether initially it was I wanted to go into like sports medicine like be like a trainer kind of a thing um but then it transferred into education um and 
then they were just they got like just on me like middle school high school they were just like grades like are like one of the biggest things so like grades over sports was my parents biggest thing like if I didn't have good grades I wasn't going to be able to play my club sports and high, high school sports and just things like that um so that was always just like ingrained into my mind and so I kind of like think the same way here like even with the volleyball team like if my grades are struggling or if anything like I just have to take like a little bit of a break so I can get that back on track so that mm -hmm. I can be a part of the team and I have to worry about that especially once we start traveling more yeah I was gonna ask you have a little brother mm -hmm. do you think they've been the same way towards him when it comes to school yes and no um my brother hates school with passion <laughs> okay um he wants to become an electrician, so he wants to go to trade school. So they kind of knew he wasn't the greatest at school. He's probably slightly dyslexic, a little ADHD, so hated reading, just hates school in general, unfortunately. So for him, it was more just just pass kind of a thing. With me, it was, I only want you to strive to get the best grades you possibly can, which we know are A's. If you get a B, okay, but like they're like C's are not acceptable for you. Like we know that if you put the effort in, you can get A's and B's. And I was like, I know it too. I just didn't want to put the effort in. I was a little lazy. Yeah. But mm -hmm. even though I didn't put the effort in, I was still able to achieve those grades I wanted to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for him, it was definitely a little more relaxed just because of, yeah, he just hates school. He not, he's just not great at it, unfortunately. It like took him a while to be able to get stuff down where it took me like not very like long to be able to like retain and like learn things. Mm -hmm. um, so they were just more like here, you, we're gonna have you help him. Like I was basically like his tutor throughout high school, just yeah. like helping him with everything. Like he'd call me, like my freshman year, he'd call me and like, I'm like on FaceTime with them, helping him with history assignments, helping him with math assignments, helping him with English essays. Like it was like a family like group effort just <laughs> to make sure he was able to graduate, get, get, high, graduate school. high school and yeah. hopefully be able to move on to become an electrician. What's the age gap between you two? We're like just over two years. Oh, okay. um, I'm April of 2003 and then he's July of 2005. So it's like, two and a third or something like that yeah that's a that's kind of close to how my sister and I are. yeah do you think you just being the oldest played part into also why you took school the way you did and like he took the school the way he did or no um I don't think so no, no. I think I just I think I got lucky <laughs> kind of a thing um but like me being the first kid um my parents were I think more strict on me mm -hmm. and like they understood me more though when then when it came to him they kind of understood how he worked and just like okay this isn't necessarily his thing like so they were a little bit more lenient and they had already kind of like gone through it once and seen like it had worked for me and they tried it with him it didn't work and they're like okay this is probably why so we're gonna change up our tactics a little bit yeah you mentioned like when you had a bunch of time um, in college that you procrastinated on your assignments and then you would like cram it all in four hours. Do you think your parents could see that really early on in your like educational career that they were like, maybe we should motivate him with sports? Cause you just said like you did club sports and they're like, you can't play these if you don't like work hard. Do you think they could see that? Or do you think that was just them wanting the best for you in like a power move way? <laughs> I think it was them more wanting the best for me. Um, I think normally like when I was younger, I was like on top of my homework. It was cause it's more, it's like when you're younger, it's more of like a homework's due like the next day or like two days later kind of a thing. So you have that like, you have a short amount of time to get it done. Where like for us right now, like we're given an assignment and we have like two weeks to complete it. So I'm like, okay, like, oh, I have two weeks. Like I can just put this off for a while. Like I don't have to worry about it yet. And then that time comes up, it gets like later and later. And I'm like, oh, this is doing like two days. All right, let's knock it out real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was just more like my parents wanting it's like kind of like that power move almost like we're just using it to make sure that you like get those good grades. But like yeah. we know you can, but we just it's there just in case we need it kind mm -hmm. of a thing. I am going to go back to your brother. Sorry, I'm not oh, trying yeah. to jump all around. Nope. We're just on family, you know, yep. I so I have three younger siblings. You have one. So yep. I just want to like ask do you guys fight a lot? Has there ever been any jealousy there or like? that's not fair yes um <laughs> more when we were younger yeah. like it we we fought like all growing up about the stupidest things like siblings do um i mean i think when he was born i just when i, I remember my parents when i was younger like i 
did not want a younger <laughs> brother. Like, I bullied him growing up. And he was the antagonizer. He was just like, I had a really bad temper when I was younger. Um, I didn't know how to control it. So he would just antagonize, antagonize, antagonize. And I'd lose it. And he would get the aftermath of the effects, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but once we, once I got into high school, and once I, basically once I started driving, like once I got my license and I was able to basically drive him around and take him places, he was like, all right, best friend. Like, Aww. I'm going with you. If he had the chance to drive with me and some of my parents, he would take it. Um, just because I think he was starting to get, like, my parents had given me that freedom. So they were more harsh on him. So, like, once he had, once he realized, like, he was able to go with me and do things with me, um, it our friendship definitely grew from there. And, like, I, like, will hang out, like, all the time at home now, whether that's just playing video games together, whether that's going out and grabbing food, whether that's going out and golfing together. Like, we just we'll hang out now and it's like it's cool like we really don't fight that often anymore and it's really nice actually yeah that's how I am with my siblings and I think I don't know it's never really been something I've talked about with my siblings but I really do think that younger siblings once that older sibling is gone they do notice like all the things that their older sibling did when like they were around yeah like I think my siblings realized how much they actually did like me (laughs) when Mm -hmm. I was gone and, and who knows, maybe, like, if they heard me say that, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, I've always liked you. But <laughs> loved you is probably a better word to use. Um, but, yeah, it's really cool to see that transition from siblings when they're younger to older. Because I fought with my sister all the time. Mm-hmm. I could not stand her. And then yeah. once we got, like, kind of that space, that little gap, and I could drive and we could, like, start mm-hmm. agreeing on things, it got so much better. Yeah. So. Did your parents... Um, like, I, know, I noticed for me, like, once I left, they were a lot more lenient with my brother on things. Yes. And it, I hated it. I'm like, okay, like, what is this? Like, I couldn't do this till I was this age and this age and this. And he's, I'm like, what's, like, why are we changing? Like, yeah. these are the rules you set. Like, why are we changing? I'm like, this, I felt like it was unfair. But You're was like, like the third parent. I You're was like, guys. I was just gone. I'm like, I'm like, I come back for a break. And I'm like, like, what are all these changes? Like... <laughs> I like I wasn't able to do any of this in high school and like you're letting like well he's like it's different I'm like it's not different but <laughs> I wasn't sure if that if you had that effect at all like like when you came to GCU and like if your siblings were like treated any differently I think my mom's a stay-at-home mom mm. and I think growing because growing up she wasn't always she started she became a stay-at-home mom once I turned uh once I was almost nine she was a stay-at-home mom right. um and so I remember when she worked, I remember when they'd be like, Green, like, get your homework done. Like, let's go, like, chop, chop, you know. Mm-hmm. And not, like, I, my mom listens. So, mom, I love you. You're a great parent. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just the way that they were with me, looking at the way they are now with my siblings, I'm like, they have it so much easier. Yeah. Like, they, it's just so much more chill. And it's said all the time parents grow with their oldest Mm -hmm. they're figuring it all out like we're the guinea pigs we're the lab rats you know like we Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. tested on all the time oh yeah and so coming to college i didn't see anything too crazy i will share this my sister the one she came to gcu yeah you met her Mm -hmm. we're not that far apart in age my senior year i i i got home late like really late Mm. and my mom was like, don't do that again, basically. Like, what yeah. the heck? Because my, mom, my mom's pretty chill when it comes to rules. Yeah. She just wants us to communicate. Yep. And so I was like, okay. So I always communicated. Like, this mm-hmm. was, like, the one time that yeah. I, like, screwed up. And so my mom was really understanding of that. But last year, my sister, I felt like, was consistently not communicating with her. Mm-hmm. And I would hear it from my mom's side, and I would hear it from her side. And it drove me insane. I was like, yep. Like just communicate with mom. It's not that hard. Yeah. Like she's so chill if you just give her like that respect. But then it's like if I say something to my sister, I'm the bad guy to her. Yeah. Because like I'm not her mom, which mm-hmm. I'm not. But I just think older sibling like like I just said, we just get we just get the bottom of it. I yeah. don't. <laughs> and it's it's not a bad thing. I think I think being the oldest is the best. Honestly. Yeah, like I, I uh, like I <laughs> I got my life together. I feel like half the time, most of the time, yeah. and I like that. I, I don't know. Are you a rule follower? I'm a pretty big rule follower. I think for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. I think the, I think if I like 
feel like a rule is just like there to benefit like certain people Mm -hmm. i'm like we'll challenge it kind of a thing but for the most part like if there's a rule set in place like i'll try and follow it kind of thing i'm like i'll follow it and then if there's some type of disagreement disagreement with it that i'm thinking feeling i'll say something i'll be like "Hmm, how about this like i i like to i i'm pretty (laughs) strong-headed i will i will say how i feel and i've gone really good about filtering that out over the years i think but yeah, no, that's the only difference with her I've noticed. I think my younger siblings, they're 13 and 12. Just looking at the life I lived at their age compared to what they're living now, like, it's like, oh my gosh, like, we're living such different childhoods, which I don't think is too fair to, like, be upset at my parents for because, like, you, like I said, our parents are growing with us. Mm-hmm. When my parents had me, they were so young. Like, and yeah. they're, they're still young, but... It's just, they've grown, they have different jobs now, they have different roles in mm-hmm. life, and so, I don't know, maybe, I I don't think everyone's as mature when they think about that stuff, like, there, mm-hmm. there are older siblings that, like, can't stand their parents and their younger siblings because yeah. of things like that, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty, I'm pretty chill. I love my siblings, they're my favorite people in the whole world, so, yeah. and of course I love my parents, they're also my favorite people, so, <laughs> I'm just like, eh, yeah. whatever. So you mentioned your dad was a pastor mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that has really guided, you know, s- you spiritually. Can you just give me a little backstory on how it's been growing your faith and being a Christian? Yeah. Um, my parents, I got, I mean, pastors or my dad's a pastor or was, um, so that played like a big part of my life when I was younger, um, went to church every Sunday and then once I got old enough to like go to like a youth group kind of a thing um started doing that um sports however played a big effect especially soccer because once I started getting into higher levels of soccer we started having games on Sundays rather than Saturdays so had to miss church um a fair amount when I was younger um and my parents started disliking that so it was either stop playing soccer or we had to find a new church when I was younger that would offer like a Saturday night service um, which we ended up finding which was really great met some great people through that and then I think I, I got to high school and I stopped playing soccer um, and once I got to high school uh, that's when my faith more became my own though um, kind of like wanting to personally dive in deeper not just going because my parents were like making me go um, having a really good small group I think in high school was a really really big part of that Mm -hmm. Um, I had some really great guys and who were also like very intellectual like very smart guys one got waitlisted he went like applied to Harvard and got he got waitlisted but just like they would like ask questions and make me think about things in like such a different way which really benefited me Um, so once I decided to like make my faith my own and get baptized and stuff um, it's just started to become more of my life but like everybody does everybody falls away at at times unfortunately because again nobody's perfect I mean I'm always trying whether read my bible or do like a little devo or bible study or something um just so I can stay like rooted in my faith and even like what I um like listen to my dad's biggest thing was always like what you put in is what you get out um so Christian music um the people I hang out with like all those types of things I try and like almost filter just because I want that to be like what shows um and so like a lot of times I like pick my friends based off of that like I've lost friends before before because of that growing up um which is unfortunate like in high school unfortunately I didn't have a lot of friends because everyone knew I was I was a Christian kid and I would follow that I wouldn't go out and party I wouldn't drink wouldn't smoke wouldn't do any of that um I was popular though because I played sports I knew everybody but I was never invited to do things and they really want to hang out with me outside of school because of that, because of those things. Um, Which is so silly because for me, like I'm not a party girl. Yeah. I, I, I live my life. Like I said, I'm pretty big rule follower. And like, I always hated that in high school. It's like, I'm a nice person. Like, yeah, I can be like a little rude sometimes if you're rude to me, but like for the most part, I feel like I'm a pretty kind person. And so 
when people would like say they didn't like me because of little things like that I'm like that like what I am doing the actions that I am taking is not affecting you like that just speaks a lot about your character yeah and so I'm really sorry that that happened to you but that's all good yeah I'm I'm glad that you have good friends you have a good community yeah um but yeah faith has been a big part of my life um it's the reason one of the big reasons why I came to GCU um faith and then that and I also wanted to get a little bit away from home I wanted that to experience that feel of like being um just independent um and I think it's for me location wise um it's just far enough away six hours it's a nice it's a nice drive back if I really needed to um like wanted to go home um but it's far enough to where my parents are like it would if they wanted to like come out or like I want like it's far enough where like they could come out if they really wanted to, but like they probably won't because it no, would be a whole trip. That long. Yeah. Um. So that was like a big reason for why choosing GCU, um, the community. Like when I came and visited, um, whether it was my Discover trip, like met some really cool people. Um, my one of my freshman year roommates, or he was supposed to be my roommate freshman year. We got him to come out <laughs> and meet him because he was from Washington. Um, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so we like convinced him to come out for a discover trip and so we could meet him because it was me and two of my friends from back home that were all coming here freshman year um, and so yeah we got him to come out and we like met him he was a really cool dude and then like met a bunch of other cool people that like I still will talk to and like we'll see around campus sometimes and mm-hmm. I can have a conversation with them um, but that's what I love about GCU like it being a Christian campus most of the people here I think a lot of people here do have that like faith um it makes it just easy to like be a part of campus life like you can just kind of like stop and talk to people like yeah. I feel like it's really easy to do so or like joining clubs or anything or just like everything that's offered by GCU makes it such like a friendly and like homey place yeah have you ever come across someone on campus that wasn't a Christian or like they said they were but like they weren't like their faith really wasn't that strong that you felt like you needed to guide? Um, I definitely have come across people like that, but I don't try and, like, force, like, guidance upon them. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's, like, if they have that desire, um, like, we do, like, as we're called, like, to be fishers of men kind of a thing, um, but it's, like, I don't want to, like, force that upon someone unless they, yeah. like, really, unless they want to, if they, like, will ask me about my faith and they're like not necessarily questioning it but like just want to learn I kind of will start to dive into it a little bit and like try and plant that seed in them to hopefully they like it'll grow and it'll like inspire them or like hopefully they have like more of a desire to learn yeah. um, and hopefully they can go someone maybe that's maybe a little bit more prepared than I am to try and like share, the, share my faith uh, or share the, like the whole faith about it um, but I haven't yeah I, I don't try and like force Christianity yeah. upon people. I didn't mean force. Not force, I, yeah, but like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you don't want to bring it up in every single conversation and yeah. be like, Christian this, Christian that. Yeah. I think the world has painted Christianity so poorly. And yeah. so it can be, even like here at GCU, it can be really difficult sometimes, like depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Have you ever gone through a moment where you felt like your faith was lacking or you were like, you, you you felt lost in a way. All the time, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it happens. Like, I go through times in my life where I just start to struggle, and I just kind of like what a lot of Christians do when they get into that hard time in life. It's like God. Be, that's when God becomes more... They, they want God back in their life during the hard times, but then during, the, like, the easy times, like the good times in life, mm-hmm. it's like that's where God tends to disappear. Um, so when going through those hard times, I think that's when I turn to God more. Um, and when I have those, like, nice, good, like, it's just life's just going smoothly I think that's when I tend to like drift away um so like right now I've just been I've everything's been going really well for me so but I'm trying to uh just continue to stay rooted in my faith um that book that they that Zach and Mike or that we got given the Psalms book um that's been really nice to start going through and it's just been a nice way because I'm always looking for something to do Mm but like Bible study or just with a group personally um so that was really nice to like get um because it's just been able to help me like read a little bit of the Bible and then like annotate and reflect on it. Yeah. I think one thing that's really helped me stay consistent in my faith when life is going good is 
I've really been trying to focus on like the word grateful. Mm-hmm. Like whether I've had a rough day or a bad or <laughs> a rough day or a bad day, a rough day or a good day, I've tried to look at like this is something good that happened today and like that was all the Lord's doing. Yeah. Like he planned that. He made that happen. And so, like, all my super great, amazing days, I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. And then on the rough days, I'm like, I should have saw that coming. Thank you. I get the message, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that's what's so amazing about this campus is just, like, the fact that you can even go. Because you mentioned that you go to sand volleyball early and do yeah. Bible studies there, mm-hmm. right? I just think that's so cool because I don't think there's a lot of universities where you could be walking around your campus and see someone with their Bible out, just like out and about. Like that's, that's so beautiful. And just, it, it inspires me. I I think like there's always someone watching, like you said, your glass house, like there's always Mm -hmm. someone watching or you can act like there's always someone watching. Um, and it's just cool. There's so many different ways here to inspire others in a faithful way. Definitely. This segment called Digging Into Roots. And you're a really cool guy. You're really positive. So I was like, this isn't going to be <laughs> anything drastic. <laughs> but we've talked about this before. Your eyes. Yeah. You've had some issues in the past. Can you please tell my listener here what that is. <laughs> yeah, so I have a retinal eye disease. Um, it's degenerative, so it'll slowly get worse over time. It's called retinitis pigmentosa. Um, so basically, it starts from the outside of my eyes and works its way like from the outside to the center, um, or vice versa. This sometimes it's like different. Sometimes I get like different answers from doctors. Honestly, like every time I go, like they tell me I have something different. But like the specialist I went to is like, no, you have this. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, perfect. Like I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna trust this guy because yeah. he's like one of the best doctors like in the world when it comes to this thing. So, um, so yeah. So it like I've been told so many different things, but the biggest um, way to explain it is so it's like imagine you have like a pair of glasses on. Um, and imagine there's a dot in the center of the glasses and that dot will just expand to where you can't see anymore. That's basically what it is. So it starts like in your retinas in the middle of your eye and then it will expand. Um, I noticed it my junior year of high school is when I first noted it, noticed it. I mean, I've worn glasses since I was one. I've had glasses my entire oh, life. Wow. Um, my family wears glasses, except for my brother now, for some reason. I don't know. He's just living life. Yep. <laughs> Blind. <laughs> um, yeah, so I noticed it my junior year of high school. I was actually driving up to a volleyball tournament. Um, it was like during COVID, but had a volleyball tournament still, had to wear masks and everything, which right. sucked. Um, but I was driving up the freeway and I was kind of just like, okay, why is that sign a little blurry to me? Like, never had this happen before. And you were wearing your glasses. Yeah, wearing my glasses, driving. So I was just driving and saw like an exit sign. I was like, okay, why is that a little blurry? So I came up to the next one. And I was like testing. I was just like, okay. So I'm driving and I like close on my eyes and looked at it. And I was like, okay, I can see it. And I like closed my other eye, I switched eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't read that sign with my left eye. Um, I was like, what the heck is going on? So I like just played my volleyball tournament. I came home and I told my parents about it. And they're like, um, this is serious. Mm-hmm. So it took me in, got like tested and stuff and found out I had it. Yeah. Um, neither of my parents knew that. So it's genetics. So one of my parents is one, if not both, are I think it's my mom is a carrier for it, um, but she doesn't like show the trait herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's progressed just a little bit worse since that time. But I'm able. It it sucks to have, but it honestly it's been able to help me a little bit even with school. Um, because of it, I mean, I have a, I have a five or I have an IEP. So it's yeah. for those, I was like, if they don't know what that is, it's an individualized education plan. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm provided support, um, because of it. Cause some days it can be worse than others. Yeah. So like if I'm in class and I'm like just struggling one day being able to like see the board. Um, so with my IEP, I, the teachers, um, give me the notes for the class. So I get like a digital version of it so I can like basically like zoom in to make it like bigger yeah. and stuff or like bold the font so I can read it easier. Um, technically I get extended time on assignments if I really need to. And if I have to take any tests, I can take them in like a different facility than technically in class if I have to. Um, I mean, I try not to use if like, cause it, 
it affects me sometimes, but like I try not to use it and take advantage of it yeah. because I still want to try and live my life as normal as possible. Yeah. Um, but like sometimes, especially unfortunately like right now, I'm just like taking advantage of that like extra time on assignments and I'm just mm-hmm. procrastinating even longer, yeah. um, which sucks. But I, I try not to let it like ruin my life. Like right now it really affects like my vision at nighttime is the biggest thing. So like I'd love to play softball, but majority of the games are at night and I struggle to see very well at night. Yeah. Um, it's like balls goes into the air. I guarantee I wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> which sucks I mean yeah. it is what it is but like I've just come to terms with it when I initially found out I kind of like I was mad at God like yeah. I was like why like well, I was doing so like my life was so good and now you like I have this like what like, just what's going on I was yeah. so mad like like just drifted away for so long um basically almost all my senior year I looks like was just mad at God because yeah. of this. But once I came to terms with it close to the end of my senior year, I was like, like, okay, God, like it is what it is. You have a reason and you have a reason for like, I have a reason for having this. Like, I don't know what it is yet, um, but I can't wait till I find out what it is mm-hmm. and I can use it to help myself and help others um, in some way. Um, have you like come across anyone else with it or? Um, not specifically. What's the percentage of, like, the population that has it? Do you uh, know that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I, I think it's a pretty, I think it's fairly rare. I, I mean, not, to, yeah, I, I don't, like, super rare, but I think it's, like, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, there was someone in my church going, when I was, like, he was, actually was one of my small group leaders in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up going fully blind from something like played hockey wow. in high school. And then all of a sudden, just like over like a span of like six months, just completely like he's fully blind. Oh my gosh. Um, but he doesn't let that stop him. He plays um, like hockey for Team USA for like the Special Olympics and stuff mm-hmm. since he can't. Like, um, he got married recently. Um, and he's like living his life to the fullest. We'll go like hi- hiking and like backpacking and just different things. And he just doesn't let it stop him. And I find that really just motivating because yeah. like I'm not at that point yet. There's a good chance I could be. Um, but with these I have, it, I could go blind tomorrow. I could go blind in like 25 years. Like it's just, I don't know when it's going to happen. So from once I like kind of found that out and I kind of came to terms with it, I've been to like live my life to the fullest, do as much as I can while I have like like vision left basically kind yeah. of a thing um but i haven't let it like stop me yet like there are certain things i can't do unfortunately um but like i try and do as much as i can yeah i remember when i didn't know you quite yet well yet. <laughs> it was last year and people were like making jokes about you being blind and i was like guys he just has glasses like, <laughs> you guys are so rude like i was like what is wrong with people <laughs> and then when you talked to me about that this year i was like oh wow um I, I props to you dude like <laughs> seriously I would have never known and like that just that just you're just an, another example for people that no matter what's like going on in someone's life you won't be able to tell if they carry themselves well and you carry yeah. yourself so well thank you do you think this will ever play a part in your career I think it will um I end up I want to end up teaching like and I want to like be for like a college professor whether it's like a junior college or somewhere but I've talked to people and basically it's easier if you get to college and try and teach and especially you can't because one you just try and teach online classes especially with the way like our society is going um online school is a big big thing Mm -hmm. and having that technology and like things able to help me would be a big benefit especially if I do um fully lose my vision um but yeah, I think I want to start a high school and I want to work my way up to college. Um, but yeah, if I want to be able to like continue to teach in the future, especially if I do lose my vision, I think college is the way to go because they have so much support yeah. um, that you could be given, whether it's you want to teach in person or you want to try and just teach online, especially. Um, they just have a lot of support and things that they can assist you with. Yeah. Has there been any super negative experiences with what I'm gonna like butcher the name of it it's retinal 
or it's what what is it retinitis pigmentosa pigmentosa couldn't tell you what it means exactly (laughs) but that's what the name is okay i i'm gonna try and remember that (laughs) i kind of already forgot it but (laughs) has other than you know like you said you were frustrated with god was there any other negative like experiences you've had since being diagnosed with it um it's really affected like love to play sports volleyball is like my big sport i play and with once I like started noticing it more and everything I've definitely struggled there are certain things that I just can't do anymore that I used to be able to like I just can't see the ball as well anymore like if it's like a really fast serve or a swing Mm -hmm. I just like struggle to see it yeah um that competitive side in you is like yeah so it's like the position I play in volleyball luckily as a setter I don't have to pass as much especially like when like when someone's serving so it makes it a little easier. So I, that's why I only play like men's now for intramurals. I like, cause in co-rec we just play, everybody rotates around in a circle and I have to pass and stuff, but I just suck at it uh, cause I can't <laughs> see the ball. Uh, so I just play men's and I just have, a, I have a good time with it. And like, yeah. they all know, like my whole men's team know. So they're like, we always just try and make it a little easier. But like, I mean, it's a fun game. We're playing, we're playing for fun. We're also competitive. So it's like, I'm not going to tell the other team, like, hey, don't hit the ball at me. I suck it. I, I can't see. <laughs> um, so it's like I do the best I can, and if it if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. I just have fun while I'm – I try to have fun while I'm playing. Yeah. You just said your team, like, knows and is supportive just based off of, you know, because I'm assuming obviously your family has probably been supportive. Yeah. Your community of people, your friends, what is advice you could give to someone who maybe is struggling to, like, help out their friend who may be struggling with the same thing you are? Um, I just say like be in communication um, about it. So for me, like with my night vision decreasing, for me driving at night is mm-hmm. also I, I can do it. Technically, like I'm not like prohibited from driving at night. I technically still can. Um, we normally if I try and go anywhere at night, especially if I go with my roommate, I try and have him drive. Um, if I really need to drive, I can. But like whether that's I'll, like, let him use my car so he's just not using his car all the time. Yeah. But, like, if we try and go somewhere night with us to get food or do something or, um, like, I just try and have him drive if I really need to. He's like, you're just trying to use my gas. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but, no, yeah, I just, like, stay, I'd say stay, like, in communication. Like, make sure, like, everything's okay. Like, I know, like, initially my parents were asking me, like, oh, like, has it gotten any worse? Has it gotten any worse? And I just, like, hated them asking that because I was, like, no and the but like because it's like it's hard because they don't know what's going on like yeah. it's not affecting them as, as much as it's affecting me. like yes yeah. they're my parents and they like they feel sad for me like they're like oh, i can't believe this happened to you kind of a thing but like they're not the ones that are losing their vision kind of a thing so they just want to make sure like i'm doing okay and once i kind of like came to terms with that like it wasn't that it's just like them pestering me about it it was like they just wanted to make sure i'm okay because yeah they just care um it's like okay like yeah um, so like just asking from time to time, like, Hey, like, how you doing? Like, has it gotten any worse? Like how, like, how is it, is this like just making sure it's not like affecting them in any other ways besides like what they've told you kind of a thing mm-hmm. is a big thing, I think, especially for me. Cause like sometimes just like, cause the volleyball team knows as well. So sometimes right. they'll just like check in like, Hey, like how are your eyes doing? Like, how's this? How's this? And I'm just like, Oh, like it's, it's, it's not too bad, like, or people I see, like, haven't seen in a while, like, family, like, if I haven't seen them in a while, they'll, like, I see them again, like, oh, like, hey, like, how, like, I remember, like, your eyes, like, how is that doing? And I'm, like, it's not terrible, it hasn't gotten worse, and, like, oh, I'm glad to hear that kind of a yeah. thing. Um, and I just, like, if you are, like, strong in your faith and you're comfortable with it, I just, like, I said pray, mm-hmm. um, whether that's with the person, if they're okay with it, or just even on your own time, because, God can do all things. Um, so my parents' biggest thing initially was pray, 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 pray. Like they wanted <laughs> yeah. to just basically put it in God's hands because he has the ability to fix it, um, which my parents have seen before. My brother was born six and a half weeks early and was in the NICU for two and a half weeks. Yeah. And he had a like rare genetic disease as well when he was born. Basically through prayer and everything, by the time he was 10, it was gone. He was one of when he was born, he was one of two kids in the United States who had the disease. Wow. Uh, it was him, and it was some kid in Texas, apparently. Did the kid in Texas survive? I am not 100% sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's doing good. But my parents are, like, through prayer, like, we're pretty sure, like, God 
not pray sure, like God healed your brother kind yeah. of thing. So they were, hey, that's what they wanted me to do. Wanted me to pray. They pray. They tell everybody they know, hey, can you pray for him? And, but it was hard at first because I was so mad at God. I just didn't care. Yeah. But now it's a thing where at least like three to four times a week, I'm praying just specifically for that. Just yeah. like whether it's healing, whether it's just show me like what you want to do with this kind of a thing. Yeah. But yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Scott. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you telling your story and all the fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those listening, if you haven't already, make sure to follow Life with Green on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming platform that you can find it on. Make sure to follow my Instagram page at LWG Podcast. It's where I post content and update you all on my life if I don't cover it in these episodes. I hope you guys all have a wonderful day and I'll